it's Tyler, host of Total Disclosure by Pop Culture Corner. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I just want to remind you guys that you can become members and or send super chats, super thanks, um, and, and help support the show. Uh, you can also check out our new merch shop that does include Total Disclosure merchandise now. Um, anytime you become a member of the show, you're getting both the pop culture side of things and the UFOs, UFO side of things. It's so worth it, um, and there's many denominations you can choose from, from $1.99 to $2.99, all the way up to $9.99. Guys, we hope to hear from you soon. If you want to reach out to the show, feel free to DM me on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, or contact me at ty at thegww.com. to Total Disclosure. Again, my name is Ty, and I'm the host and creator of the show. Today, we're doing something a little different. Uh, we don't usually go live on Sundays anymore, as the podcast does come out today, but I have so many interviews and so many people booked for the next couple months that I figured, why not ask uh, Old Vet or Shane to come on today so we could do a little treat in the loo, in lieu of upcoming uh, UAP hearings this week. Again, I was going to go live for them, but every single UFO person and their mother uh, seems to be doing exactly that. So I'm not exactly sure. I might just watch, take notes, and do a show after. But we're going to be talking about that and so much more today as we bring in our special guest, Shane Frakes of the U.S. Air Force, uh, who is a veteran and writer for the Roswell Daily Record, uh, which is now... I mean, it's a legitimate, like, it's still a publication all these years later. Still a publication. Hey, all these years later. And who would have thought, I'm going to tell you now, it started at Roswell, the UFO crash retrievals. It's going to end there, too, with Toby, me, and John. So, Hell oh, yeah. yeah. And um, we're also joined by the lovely co-host, uh, Tom, a.k.a. Cortex Zero, a.k.a. Atomic Thomas, a.k.a. other nicknames. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but... You're uh you're muted again, Tom. Um, but we'll 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 get you in there in a minute. Um, actually, you're just kind of sounding like the microphone might not be connected correctly. But Shane, while he's getting that sorted out, um, I listen. I've been interacting you with you on Twitter for like a, a long time now, and I've been meaning to have you on because you're so knowledgeable. You you've been in this game for a while, and your life seemingly changed after your own experiences. So not to make you go through it all again, but maybe you can start out with like a, a brief overview of who you are and how you got into all this. All right, right on. All right, man. My name's Shane Frakes. So about 2000, I think it was 2001, I got to my first duty station, September 9th, 2001. My, my actual first 
day of active duty was September 11th. And then after that, I I did three tours. Um, I'm decorated, left 2010. I got pretty sick. Ended up a homeless junkie. PTSD had taken me out. So spent quite a few years sick, sick. And uh, Wounded Warrior, my wife, family kind of got me back on my feet 2017. And then, you know, I continued to take care of my mental health and stuff. And then 2020, I left, I think it was the last time and the pandemic had happened. And I live in Yakima Valley near Hanford nuclear site. So, um, well, real quick, go ahead. I do like that you're, you know, mental health advocate. Cause I am also a re- recovering alcoholic. Um, so I know the struggle of addiction. I mean, alcohol was like my main thing, but anything I could get, I would, I would do. So, uh, um, yeah. I struggled for years, years, um, just doing, you know, just being the bottom of the barrel kind of person, you know, not a contributing member of society. Um, real quick question. Did, 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 um, your, your tours have anything to do with it? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Didn't, didn't figure that out till a lot later. My, particularly my first tour in Pakistan. Yeah. So, it was 2000, 2002. I got a decor. That's the one I, let me just say, I, all I did was my job, but it was, sometimes it was crappy to do it under certain circumstances. Yeah. So that's where, you know, I got decoration for valor for that. And then I got, you know, achievement medals for all my other stuff. Right. So I was 34 when I, when I chose to walk away from fit, my family, become a fentanyl addict and meth addict because I was that sick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it really, it really messed me up and go, enough therapy later, which I'm an advocate like you, I know kind of where and what it was. And it was Pakistan. Yeah. I was a young buck thinking, Nothing can kill you. So you put yourself in situations that you probably wouldn't knowing that lots can kill you. Mm -hmm. So, Um, yeah. One thing the military, I think they need to do a better job because they acclimate. So, so the first thing they'll do is break you down and build you up. But, and that's what, that's to get you in, you know, that, that mindset, like you're going to be here, you you know, you need to follow orders all, but they don't acclimate you to the real world afterwards, bringing you back. There you go. So, So, that's a good point. I'm going to point out this. So Sebastian Younger um, wrote a book called Tribes. He also wrote a book called War. And is, um, also, uh, what's the uh, the one about the, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Tribes basically talks about what you just said. When we leave, you go from this powerful connection, socially connected in a way that you, some people have never been their entire lives, like even with their families. You, you got people beside you, behind you, in front of you that will die for you. And for the same reason, then they take those people and they say, hey, thanks. Go. And when they go, going from that to a disconnection, even if you go to a work job, it's not the same. People have gripes. They complain. And you, and, and all you can think about is that, right? And, and it weighs heavy, particularly if you've been in combat or been around people and you realize things like that and, and stressors play into it in any way. I'll say that that was the part that killed me. And I constantly thought about was just, you know, that disconnection. Yeah. It's just this, no matter how much you filled your life with and surround yourself, you just felt completely alone. And that's what it was. When I, I hear it a already, lot. I tear up just thinking about it. Right. So. And that, what I hear a lot is like, the work that you do in the military, it's just so pure and, and it's like a one track mind. So then when you come back to the real world, it's just like, it's, everything's moving so fast and you feel like you're in a world that doesn't understand you. 
So, and and you take with you when you leave the stories of man, I knew giants. So, I mean, stories like of senior Herman Cunningham, who oh, was a yeah. PJ who died, and and then a staff sergeant Disney who took three different missions, got shot. You know, it's like, oh, so when you leave though, that's all you think about the right. people around you because they're still going and you right. can't stop. And, and and that's what I'm talking about is, I, I mean, I know that they do give, don't they make you like do some class to like, you know, transition back? Shit. That's all they do is make you do classes. <laughs> tell you what, they got anti-suicide class, which they got so many classes. You may even think about that shit afterwards. I'm right. It, it's that e-learning bullshit. See that that doesn't, and it's so hard for me. And I'm going to say, I value any kind of mental health and therapy, but as a veteran whose disconnection is part of it, this remote shit sucks. Yep. Yes, it does. Cause it's not a human touch. That's no. not human. human. No. And the whole point that we're talking about is that you need to be around people again, around civilians who don't know what you're going through. And that's really hard for some people because they, you know, especially coming from somewhere where you get uh, um, rockets and, and mortars going off all the time. And then everything just becomes so quiet. Yeah. Again. Mm. I'll tell you so that I much respect for you. And, and again, thank you for your service no for everything yeah, that you've done. Seriously. I hear you, Tom. Hey, what's up? Man? <laughs> I, just, I guess a quick anecdote on, on what you were saying. I can't imagine the kind of bravery that's required to put yourself into situations like that. I can say this, my, um, my mom's uncle, my great uncle, Richard, a lovely, lovely, lovely guy. He was a Lieutenant Colonel uh in the mill in the army uh during the vietnam era and he actually became a nuclear weapons inspector so i've had a little bit of a uh, little bit of insight i had a lot of family in service and i've heard some things and it's just you're a different breed man honestly i don't mean to be corny but that's why like people like you i consider very trustworthy uh especially in this community because when when service members come forward like fravor for an example who else am I supposed to trust? Right. These are the guys going up in the airplanes and fighting the bad guys. Right. Like yeah. these are, these are the real Avengers. Best of the best. They're the best of the best. But, yeah. So I didn't mean to actually, I didn't mean to cut you off, but so You're you, right. um, you can continue with the, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll point out this too. People have a, one of the things that really got to me and hurt me was people have a misunderstanding about PTSD and what can cause it. Right. They assume you're shooting, getting shot at, so let me put it to you this way. One of the things that I did, and it wasn't even my job. I, I was a fuel specialist. I did it when we were getting shot at. I didn't have to shoot at anyone. But I used to have to check fuel trucks on, 6,000 gallons of fuel trucks. They used to put bombs on said fuel trucks, and they would blow up off base to try to get to us on base. We'd have bomb dogs going around them. And I did this day in and day out. And I wasn't aware. It didn't bother me at the time. I did it, and it affected me later. This is what I'm telling you. No one else knows about me. My wife didn't let me know this. <laughs> <clears throat> the nightmares and stuff come from that. The dogs used to go around. Sometimes they'd sit. It'd be just a false alarm. But my job as a young airman was to climb on top and check the last spot they would put inside. Pop the oh, top, God. check it, knowing that I popped the top. And, it, you know, and then you're the only one exposed with no weapons. And you're yeah. sitting up there. You have no weapons on you when you're on a, boat, on a, a fuel truck sitting up and there's no fence, no barrier, no berm that replayed in yeah. my head. I mean, I did it. I mean, we're there. I can't seven, eight months every day. And this was the height of the war. And it was 
didn't bother me at all. And then I started later on, I got sick. Right. And one of the things that really got me is the military kind of pushed me out. It, mental health in the military is not the same. I, I kind of went in and said, Hey, I don't know what's going on. Panic attacks, all this stuff, Right, man. It wasn't a good thing. Damn. So I, I, know I left and too. I carried I that shit with me and all that ended up messing me up a little bit, which I'm all right. I'm over it. I get it. Right. It seems like well, you're in good spirits. Yeah. Well, one thing, you know, one thing I noticed is this topic seems to give people that same drive, if you will. Like, I don't know if it's, I, I wasn't, I'm, I, I'm not a veteran. I, I'm, I'm, I like Tom said, my whole family's military, but again, I can't feel empathy because I don't know what it's truly like, but I noticed a lot of people that come back, they need something to focus on. And this topic does really good for them. They, they, it's, it's something that, that drives people to keep pushing, keep pushing. So it seems like, you know, this is your new thing. I'm going to tell you this. I don't care what anybody says. This is going to sound crazy. I carried around when I got started getting better, even before my experience, all I thought about is the people I left behind guilt and survivor's guilt. I knew yeah. there was more of me, whatever you want to call it, girl, female, whatever. And I had the no ability to do anything about it, even though I was better. But because of my experience and my now my platforms, because of said experience, I am able to. And it relieves me a little bit day in and day out when I can do raise money for Wounded Warrior Project. Shout out, guys. Wounded Warrior Project. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, do UAP med when I can yeah. do things that are good and give back and not be a part of the problem. It way it takes that much. It's, it sounds sappy, but it's real because when you were living in shit, you do your best to make sure that everything around you that's in your bubble now is positive and as good as possible because you still have bad days and stuff. But by doing that, you're able to focus on better things and shit. I never thought I'd be a researcher and just literally that's all I do. And <laughs> I enjoy it. And I've so met the much. best people because of it. I mean, my yeah. best, I don't have anyone in my phone. that's not, I'm not joking. That's not from UFO from Twitter. Community. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it literally saved my life. UFO Twitter did. And it sounds crazy. But if you go to my pinned tweet, my pinned tweet was a basically, Hey, I, I wasn't always a piece of shit. Suicide note. Right. I was having my experience. Oh God. Which I should probably get to at some point on this. Right. <laughs> so my experience was such living in Yakima Valley. It, it started with just lights that seemed to flash. Then it went to lights that would sweep across my eye, it seemed like. Then I started seeing these biological-looking things swimming across the sky day in, day out. They'd go, I'm talking all the time, everywhere I went. Doesn't matter what state. Everywhere, all the time. And it'd be one direction, they'd go lower, higher, another direction. And this was repetitive. And then later I come and I, I'm figuring out, so Yakima Valley, most people don't know this. I'll tell you guys this. Yakima Valley is a freaking hot spot. Just like, yes. just like other places, like uh, you got Marley Woods, Skinwalker Ranch. You got um, all these different places. Hawaii's got some spots too. But oh, Yakima Valley in the back of uh, Skinwalker's the Pentagon. There's a couple of books about Earthlight Theory. You know, all these other things that are about it. I didn't know any of it. I thought maybe it was because of Hanford and maybe it was, it was a whole mess. I even remember saying something to Patty Murray. You know, saying, hey, there's something over our nuclear sites. But at that time, when all those experiences are happening, I'm also being harassed by people around me because of said experience, possibly. 
I don't know. People aren't always accepting stuff because, you you know, so whatever. It was a huff, rough time. I didn't know what UFOs were. That's not what my third first thought was. I'm running around telling everybody that people were following me everywhere. How crazy does that sound? With I'm a little paranoid over it, too. Oh, yeah. I was. A little bit. I was very paranoid. Actually, I was very bad. It was rough. <laughs> Especially if you're smoking meth and other stuff. You're real fucking paranoid. Well, no, that I didn't. I can tell you this. I didn't start seeing shit until 2020, and I'd been clean since 2017. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So 2020, I'd been clean since 20, 2017. 2020, I just left care for mental health stuff for the last time, and that's when I started seeing it, right? Now I was convinced people were following me everywhere. Yeah, it, it, was, it was still bad because someone who had mental health and ex-addict things, doesn't matter how long you've been clean, starts talking about people following you with drones. What's that sound like? Yeah, sounds like but, you you done went backwards. Yeah, well, so I was convinced I'm gonna get this shit on camera. That's what got me into filmmaking, you know, videos, stuff like that, podcasting, camera quit, all that stuff is because I was convinced I'm gonna catch them. So I've got loads and loads of videos of orbs and high strangeness all around me that makes zero sense. And and so when I talk about things, it sounds like this dude's he probably was smoking meth. No, <laughs> I don't usually talk about anything that I don't have on film. There are some things that I've never talked about that aren't because they, they belong to this. And now that I know they belong to this, doesn't matter how real I think they are. It turns people off or sometimes, or it makes like, Oh, that dude's whacked out. Cause right. like we were talking about earlier, I'm more of a Valet keel, um, that type of, it's a wide range, uh, fort wide ranging, you know, it's, yep, it can be dark. Here. It can be all these different things. Right. So, this whole experience was going on at the same time, and it wasn't great for me. Although I could say that you can have a traumatic experience, which is why I do UAP Med. I have nowhere to dump said. My experience was such that I have traumas from said NHI. Like I go places and I look down because of stuff that happened, you know? Yeah. Who do you tell that? Nobody. There's, I mean, wow. that's why I do UAP Med. <laughs> so all this stuff just kind of. I, you can have a shitty experience. Like I, my experience wasn't great, but still come out of it way ahead. Like, you know, we were kind of talking, I almost feel healed. Not that they healed me with a ray. I had something, that higher power, that focus. That's what I have. And it sounds weird, but I always tell people I went from being an atheist to agnostic. Man. Me too. So you, said, you said you were seeing at one point biological entities. Oh, uh, well, so. This is before I even knew of some of this other stuff, right? So, but I used to go in my spaces because I started out and hosting Twitter spaces. Yeah. Okay. Old Vet Symposium on uh, UFO Twitter. Yeah. I got it. I started out. You got all your Twitter. links in the description. Yeah. So. I, I, I used to do those and I used to tell people these things that I'm seeing are moving across the sky. This is going to sound crass as hell. Either like tadpoles or sperm, they move side to side. Right. right? Okay. And I, I tell people that. Over and over. Now, fast forward to when I was in Roswell, I see E5 three days in a row and three loads of people witness the same stuff I've been seeing here. On the last day, there were seven people and I didn't say anything, but as I'm in out there, CE5 and, and I've never CE5. Here's what I do for CE5 guys in my head. Hey, fuckers, I'm here. <laughs> That's what I do. And I don't, don't even, because listen, in my opinion, they're connected to us at all times. So right. there's no talk. 
they're hearing what you say, what, you know, whatever's going on. Well, as that, I do that. I see my guys from here, the swimmers clearing this day, the same exact thing. And I yell to the group, which is consists of my writing partner, Toby. And I'll say that his, the, the owner of the Roswell daily record, her husband, family was out there. They come out there, they're watching it. And I hear them without even prompt talking about how it moves. Like uh, what was it? A fish from side to side biologically. Right. That was their, basically the term. And so I told them, all right, it disappeared. And I said, it'll come back from a different direction, at a different height. Within seconds, it does. And they're like, holy crap. And I'm like, all right. So give, a, give it a couple of seconds. It'll do that again. They're like, get your camera, get your camera. I said, okay. But it won't let me film it. And they kind of laugh. So I went and get my camera, which is a high-end camera equipment. I bought to film it, which it won't let me film it with. Wow. And I set it down and it disappears. There's nothing. And Toby and them are just like, and I said, you want to watch, I'll put it up. It'll come back. I walk, start walking. And I said, all right, I'm putting it up. And I walk inside and I hear Toby's daughter. There it is. And they're screaming and it's there. And this is like that everywhere. I, the only place I haven't seen them that I've been since 2020. And it's because I didn't look, I was at wounded warrior in Boston, kind of traumatic. You know, if I was, I was there for trauma, I didn't want to deal with this looking and seeing the shit there too, because right. if you, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, a, it's anomalous and ain't nobody you can talk to about it. It's doctors, government. So it's like, right. And then to be able to go places and now share it with people, just like, yeah, family. They My family sees it independently now, son, kids, my wife. So and the infectious disease model is a thing. The whole Axelrod Skinwalkers, the Pentagon, it's gosh darn real. I don't care what people say. I, it's there. And, and, and I'm going to say maybe it goes along with what Pasolka says, right? Uh, you don't notice them. When you notice them, they notice you, right? Yes. That right. kind of thing. And that's what's going on. And I don't even really – I spend most of my time researching it, not even that much time looking up anymore because they're always there. And you just they're know. messing with me, right? Right. messing with me huh. why do you think it is that they don't want you or don't let you film them have you thought of that yes hmm. yeah i think it's this they've manipulated me to this point sounds crazy i'll tell you that when uh valet talks about the control system i that's what i feel like i feel like i've been in <laughs> kind of manipulated because everything that i've seen and done has been an, almost like a reaction to my experiences, right? And what's going on, what I've learned, the way I learn, the things that I kind of fall into. If you only, some of it doesn't make any sense without right. these guys kind of flipping me along. And it sounds crazy to say, but I don't have a problem saying it. it makes zero sense to me. And synchronicities may be synchronicity to some people, but it looks pretty controlling to me. Like from this point, I can. As I'm going along, I, I remember talking to, to Toby. Okay, here's I'll give you guys something. So we went to Alien Con as press. And after that, I had planned to go to Roswell. We're writing for the Roswell Daily Record. One of the things we're covering, we've got two banging articles coming out. One of, one of John Burroughs' article first, right? Well, it's about after effects. And you guys are going to be blown the hell away by what the government does know. And let me just put it there. Second thing was crash retrievals. Specifically, Roswell incident. Well, Toby and I did our due diligence. We found someone that's never 
talked about anything, right? And and we've been going along investigating and, and kind of confirming stuff here and there. And so that's what we're working on is these things right here. So all of this, as we're, we find this information, Toby and I, I'm, I remember sitting with him. I'm like, I, this sounds like information that I know because of all my research that I've been doing for a year, which by chance I've been banging on crash retrievals because I just been enjoying weirdly enjoying all the crash retrieval stuff. Yes. So, so sounds familiar. And then I looked at Toby and we we're in the vehicle. Cause we, we met for the first time. We, I live in Washington, lives in Roswell. We met alien con. And I said, dude, I'm kind of worried. This is going to be legit information. He goes, well, why would you be worried? I said, because it doesn't make any sense how we got here to this point, bro. <laughs> I said, it doesn't. And it spooks and it, it freaks me out. I said, what? And he was, and he looked, then he started realizing he's like, yeah, it does not make any sense. I said, there's only one way we, we would talk about that stuff. And privately I'll discuss, I discuss it a little more in depth because it almost sounds religious. Like, like yeah. that's what a control system would be. You wouldn't know it's there. It's just almost would be something like divine or, you know, Gnostic. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But all I know is most of these steps I've taken are because of my experience and the continued experience and what's going on. And I'm doing better because of it. But I told Toby jokingly, I said, I feel like NHI dragged my ass down to Roswell to crack this shit. Mm. <laughs> and there that may very I mean, well be the case. You never know. And, and, and because you guys, <clears throat> you brought the, brought the, the, the hearings again up. I want to ask you this. Um, do you think they're going to be, anything special or just more of the towing the line kind of, you know, circling around from Kirkpatrick um, today, you know, listening to Ross Coltart and um, Bryce Abel, they did say that. And, and Astral said this the other day mm -hmm. that he's not, not under oath when he's right. going to be doing this. So I don't know if that's confirmed, but again, a lot of these credible people are saying that, no, he's not under oath. I don't think it matters regardless, but do you think they're going to be anything special or just, you know, maybe move the needle forward a little bit? I think this is going to probably be more of the same for now, more about. So this is going to be what I've gathered and picked up and kind of what I think's going on. So the balloons were all balloons. And what's going on now is we're finding out because the leak. All right. Because of that leak from the and I'll tell you that. Man, I, I feel for that kid. He was just being a dumbass kid. I watched him uh, walked into the courtroom. I know. Oh, he was yeah. just being a dumbass kid and not in that job. But anyway. Because um, oh, it was at Seaport uh, Courthouse. Yeah. And I was, I was literally there yeah. at the time. I didn't even realize oh, wow. what I drove into. Because I, I had to go to work down there. I fucking pull the corner around. And there's just news crews lining the streets. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, you were and like some, in it. Yeah, someone goes, oh, that kid that leaked the, the shit, he's getting a rain today. And I oh. parked the car, called my boss, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm staying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that leak, actually, they talk about days after. They still don't – they didn't know what the sensors on some of these were. And also, there were balloons during Trump that no one talked about. They just, right. it just happened. So that is a political true. thing. It's a security thing, right? And I think this is – more of a hey, this is what we got. This is what we found. I wouldn't expect. I'm not saying there won't be because I don't know. Um, I'll say that Kirkpatrick 
while he may be seeming like he's doing the science because of the papers and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Remember, DOD's DOD. Yes. Okay. So yes. they have no skin in the game to come forward without being forced forward. So that's why it's good to have civilian organizations doing stuff. Uh, people, journalists who take this shit seriously, shout out to Christopher Sharp, Knapp and Corbell. Yes. And then Toby and I, the Roswell Daily Record, which is so cool because we can do, we're the, probably the only ones that, it doesn't matter if it's taboo, abduction. We got, if we got things that we can put legitly, we do and we will. And because of the subject we know, it's having people like that that forces hands, being able to reach out, that have all these different things. People that hold spaces, podcasts, because this there is no pros on this topic. There's no professionals. That's why Lou wanted to, he said, burn ufology down. It, it wasn't uh, everyone in here sucks. It was literally, there's no rhyme or reason, no rules, no structure. So yeah, you can't get a degree in it. Exactly. So it's yeah. us. It's literally creators, people who research freelance. No one's really getting paid. Well, some people now maybe. But, <coughs> Career? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. Some of your so I never thought little. in my life that I would be broke from UFO shit. That's that's all <laughs> I do is spend money on books and traveling to you know stuff like I put so much in podcast equipment. We all do. No one gets paid up in here. And I, I it's so crazy. To see some of the people, and I'll tell you guys this, and it's not, it's it some of the people that are at the top, and I don't mean top like military-wise, whatever. Yeah, but I'm, I mean that like leaders do conventions consistently, and you you can tell that literally it's not I, that's their job type stuff, right? Right. Who cares? A big deal, you think oh, that's fine. But if you want the subject, you want disclosure, you need to start picking parsing who you're getting your information from, mm -hmm. right? So you need cool. to start uh, taking those filters, applying them and saying, let me look here. The, oh, he did say that. So I, I, I can kind of trust what he's, you know, that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. I wish yeah. people would do that more because I see loads of people being led astray by different things. And I'm not telling you I'm some kind of guy. What I'm telling you is I know so much about this subject that I know I don't know shit about this subject. That's it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's true. It's like if you think you That's know, so true, you yeah. already don't know. So you know what well, I do? I just like I look at and I think Ty does something similar. Ty, I don't mean to speak for you either, but I'm, I, I, I get the vibe. You kind of look at, at all the big names, right? And the people who are putting out information. So like I'll read something from Dolan or, you know, then I'll go and watch Corbell and Knapp. And, and I and I kind of just look at everybody and I'm and, and I take all of the, the most important points and I'm like, all right, what do, what do I really feel resonates the most with me and then i pull that stuff out and i focus on it but it's never definitive you can never just say i know just from reading a book or listening to a podcast unless you go out and you're doing field work or you're on the ground or you're you know you're, you're talking to witnesses face to face you can never truly say that you know something so that's why i'm always in a state of of, of flux or i'm like not mm -hmm. like a ufo agnostic but it's like there's there are very few things that i can sit here and say i know or that i believe it's always i lean towards or i think you know what i mean it's it's kind of in that vein yeah i, I mean it's the one subject where 
I mean, we're literally talking about something that's that is literally unknown, unidentified. You know? It's so exciting, though. It's like yeah. the most exciting thing in the world to me, honestly. Oh, it of is. course. It's it the biggest story mind. in human history, and that's why like, what you do. There's something beautiful about it. Yeah, what you do, Shane, with the the, the uh, Roswell Daily Record, I think is it's work that needs to be done. Um, yes. And that all started from you seeing these things in the sky that yeah. you couldn't explain. Blows you didn't my know mind. what the fuck they were, really. I still pinch myself. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the stuff that I'm doing now, it's way better than the stuff that I used to do. I never thought I'd be doing any of this. And I, I still kind of slap myself. And then to think, because the reason's just like, that makes no sense, right? But I'm grateful. And I'm, you know, the people that I've met because of this shit, I got best friends now, people that care whether something happened, you know, and I didn't have that outside of my family unit for a long time. Cause when you were, when I was sick, all I had was literally the people in the system. And most of those shit, I just lost another friend and that, you know, they, they die out from OD suicide, uh, all these different things. Right. And so I hadn't talked to, and that's what's part of my problem during the pandemic. I don't really talk to people or go out and see people because of that, but now I do. So it's, it's wild, but I like my, my weirdos, these kind of weirdos. <laughs> we like you too, man. So, so to, to pull back a little bit, um, I want to ask you something about to, to follow up. Do you think that the new protection for people who worked inside these, uh, these, you know, special access programs, the people who worked with secret clearances, um, the protections that they're garnering um, and being able to talk with Congress. Do you think that will help to shed more light on these legacy programs and crash retrievals since that's what you're digging into right now? No. No. Here's what I think. So Damn. whistleblowers and shit's going to happen. We, it's already happened. What I've said is this. Even at AlienCon, Jay Stratton kind of, and I'm going to kind of put it out there like a, he, he basically said, they may know we may have people know it, it may not be a black budget anymore. We have checks and balances on the program, but you may never know that it says nowhere that they had to decimate to the public. This, it literally just says has to tell Congress type stuff. So that me yeah. and Toby have been working that reaching out literally and calling them out. Hey, what's, what's in there to, I, you could protect the country and still verify for us. But there's nothing in there. So you need to reach out to your congressman. We had a tweet about it and all this. Like we've been trying to get quotes. What kind of transparency shit's going on? What if they went in and said something, said, yeah, we got stuff. And all they had to do was, oh, they didn't say nothing. Yeah. They didn't break any laws because the whistleblower's there. Everybody's protected. They know it's no longer black budget, but we don't. And That's don't no that. good for me. Listen, I get it. <laughs> I get it. If you need to protect people, places, sources, people, and things. Yeah, but – that doesn't so say say we you know we we found out that there are crash retrieval programs right and there's material okay you don't need to exactly tell me where you got it how you got it and who told you it was there i don't need that but i would like to know that you do have these programs they exist and you have retrieved shit like that's not too much to ask considering we pay all of your fucking salary you know, I, I, as citizens, at this line. point, I feel like they're hindering the advancement of human society, uh, of the human race. Yep. And, and I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't think anyone truly knows. Um, yeah, how do we how get we're them to just them. shove it out to us? Like, how can we make it so that the level of transparency is as close to 100% as possible? Like, if you don't think, because Ty asked you if you thought that that protection would 
lead to something significant on our end as the public. What's going to do it if that doesn't? Independent people with, by that, I'm talking about news, pot, whatever you want to call it. They're investigating and having these whistles, but people who will feed them, give them, then making Congress take notice because the country's taking notice. And here's an example. Regardless if the balloons were balloons, that was awesome for us. The reason being is Americans are particular about shit in their sky, regardless what it is. Yeah. And knowing the fact that there was something that was going unknown, that means that was tweaked. And I kept telling people it's all balloons, but it's still good news. And on top of that, Christopher Mellon had said in one of one of our articles, he had quoted us saying, it's kind of going back to Roswell. They're looking for there's an interagency thing now, not just arrow. There's a whole they have the authority to pick up paperwork from 1945 on from any organization if they want it. Black but black budget on, right? Whatever. And they were looking at the Roswell incident, paperwork, stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of shit out there that exists. And I know Corbell and Nap talk about on their podcast, weaponized that crash retrievals for a reason. Mm. They've known for a long time before the Roswell incident, which the Roswell incident is a, it's a flap, a UFO flap that took place in 1947, uh, July. Right. But the yep. thing is we, we know the Roswell incident is one event. That's just because the guy who was in charge of the general at Walker jumped the gun just because your general doesn't mean, you know, shit. We had crash retrievals before that. Matter of fact, yes. there are multiple incidents in that area within days, weeks of each other, which is wild. So anything that you can talk about with that, anything more that you know about the Roswell incident? I'll say that if you want to get as close to possible as Roswell incident, Corso's book is amazing, but there's an actual manuscript that's just by him completely unchanged because there's stuff that's in the there is book. in the book that was changed yeah there's stuff in the book that's not go back read that i'll tell you that night vision that's a thing i can tell you that a lot of that in there is real and if you really want to hit the nitty gritty there's two books if i want to go on crash retrievals that i recommend yes and, please um there's ufo crash retrievals volume one through seven by Leonard Stringfield. You can get it for like 90 bucks because it's yeah. pretty big it's and it's seven, thorough. Yeah. But there's also another book, very rare, $280. But I found it. It's still on Google Play, marked down from 20 to 9.99. It's called Magic Eyes Only. <gasps> yes. Okay. It's 9.99. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's an important book. Read that book. But so for anyone looking, it's Magic M A J I C. Yes. Right. And, and, don't do what I did. And and John, we literally purchased the book and then I found that and I'm like, shit. Uh, you fucking dropped 99. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so try to resell it or something. I don't know. And I, I, that is all good information. And I'll say that again, you got to parse what you hear and things you from certain people and all that. And anything that Toby and I ever put out, if you especially it's in our paper, an article, it won't be willy nilly. So thoroughly researched, especially on this stuff. And that's, what's cool. Like you've got people who are journalists, right? I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I'm a literally a researcher who is writing about it. So I know quite a bit about it. I'm still learning the reporter writing about it, which is kind of like, what the hell? I have to ask Toby, what, can, can I say something? If there's a soul, you know, asking him the, the whole newspaper writing stuff. And it's kind of wild. That's how I pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so, it's 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 nice because when people talk about things, 
I have the whole, oh yeah, I've read this somewhere. You know, that's, that's kind of how I picked up on that shit. When Corbell, I don't know if you guys remember when Corbell and them talked about an NHI going home with somebody. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Well, prior to that, I'd read Rachel's eyes, but prior to that, I'd also seen a blurb somewhere. I can't, well, I'm missing it now. Somewhere, small blurb on the crash retrieval thing that said NH or alien gray, whatever NHI went home with officer. And I laughed. This was a while back. And I laughed. I said, That's fucking crazy. And then I read Rachel's eyes like, huh? But then I heard that. And I'm like, you know, and like you said earlier, you made that comment. That's all I was doing. Reading these things, putting things together that because, again, there's no pros. All the inf- a lot of the information's out there. The other thing is a lot of this crash shit. Imagine there's a reason that the government was putting disinfo out there. You only put disinfo out for one reason to hide the info. Yeah. Knowing that, there's lots of real shit out there. Here's one. There's, for example, I can tell you, well, I'm not going to tell you where from, but like when Tom DeLong knows what he's talking about, he's not full of shit. And I'll tell you that this is from I can't, my own investigation. Just happened to know here and he, a lot of that stuff elsewhere type of stuff, right? Listen, they're his books. I'd go there too. I mean, mm-hmm. while parsed with fiction for a reason secret so, machines and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah, yeah even ross stuff. coltart is talking about oh. tom DeLong lately yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, his book in plain sight him any i should have mentioned him as a journalist as well damn i should have yes He's like the, yes at the top He's up there, man. literally his book is one of the yeah, his book as well hell he talks about there's a couple pieces of information most people i think a couple people put together so Saw something on Twitter once about a certain megahertz that could take these things yes. down. Yes. Okay. Yep. Radar. Yes. Okay. Remember later radar. We talked about that later. Later yeah. on, I learned radar. It doesn't give the megahertz for reasons here and there. Lou had talked about this here and there. Bait, I all these other things, right? So I'm probably talking too much about some of this shit. <laughs> Keep going. It, it's all stuff that's out there. And I found, and, I, and later on, because I kept finding multiple, here's something that one of the articles we're working on is about After Effects. Shout out to UAP Med. You know, one so of the reasons I do about If they get too close? Here's what After Effects can consist of. Yeah. Okay. So After Effects could be anything, literally. So technically healing, if it was, it could be death. It could be radiation. Any of the stuff that could hurt you, but it could also be PTSD. Now. Here's the way to take it. Consider it like a math problem. A lot of people have a hard time with it. So if you think UFOs are real, with most of us, most of us do, PTSD is definitely a thing. No, no the two are definitely a thing that can happen together then because that's not a normal thing, right? It's a stressor. It's mm-hmm. something that can shake you up. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. What doctors, I can tell you for a fact, there's not a lot of doctors you can go to to talk about your UFO experience because it's caused trauma. Because they'll put you, they'll give you medication or they'll lock you up for, you know, put you, recommend this and other thing. That's why I do UAP med. So it's all the stuff I do is related to this topic. And it's on my time like you guys, because there's other people out there trying to figure this shit out, struggling, whatever. Yeah. After effects, man, it's a thing. And oh, I meant to say, this is what I meant to tell you. Look at John Burroughs. I mean, that's like the most Mm. documented case of, 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 of effects from, what they what seemingly is 
getting too close to one of these crafts. Yes. And there's no, there's no denying that the government and the military tried to stop him from getting treatment under their, pretty much under their wallet. And they, I mean, they, they even went as far as, which I tied to the Bob Lazar part, because look, if we see what happened with John Burroughs, right? That where they told him he wasn't even in the fucking military when it yeah. happened. Well, you don't think they'd erase Bob Lazar's past? Oh, no, no, no. With a snap of their so, finger? So check this out. And I'm not going to say much on it because I, I'll continue with the After Effects. But our article, when it comes out on John Burroughs, John Burroughs After Effects, I promise you, there'll be information there that no one's seen. You're, you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make people kind of mad, blown the frick away. I, I know stuff currently about all of that, that that I've never in my – so look. The government, first of all, when they gave him benefits for said event, what do you think that is? That's kind of a soft disclosure. Yeah, we know. Yeah. If something so, and I got to be careful what I say. You can't actually. I better shut the frick up right now. I but promise you this: you when that article comes out, you're going to want to read article it right over. You're going to want to read it because we've been working closely with Burroughs, his attorney. I mean. And doing a lot of different interviews. It's been going on for three, four months, three months now. Something doing something like that, and right, you know, all these different things. And I'm telling you now, Jesus, the whole here's some stuff I'll give you that's out. It's actually most people don't even have the slightest clue about. It doesn't make sense. But so Jim Simony Van, he mentions on um, calling all beans. He talks about Mm -hmm. um, cohort, a group of 100 that the uh, United States government monitors because of the phenomena, this, that, whatever. Right. There's a mention. I was down in Vernal, Utah at a conference uh, symposium and Jim Segola, Jim Segola from Skinwalker and all that talks about designing a device that picks up information from the phenomena for this group of 100. Okay, so fast forward. I'm doing an interview. I have someone else mentioned said group they're a part of. They don't none of these people know they're a part of it. Right. They don't know who else is a part of it. It's a medical thing, right? So obviously you can't talk about I mean, it's literally after effects medical thing. So they can't talk about it. none of these people. They may be a part of it. They don't know who else is a part of it unless by chance. Right. So Jim Van's admitted to it. This other person has. Segola's designed a device, right? Several people, including another port person source, have mentioned straight up out of that 100 a handful, quite a few, not quite a few. I don't want to say overstate. Uh, a bit have died. Yeah. My God. Okay. Not something so, people don't wow. want to think about. Nope. So whether you want to consider it Havana syndrome, radiation poisoning, the phenomena, whatever they're working on, the government's taking it seriously. They've got a dang program that monitors people. We, this is all out there, right? And it's out there as well. That these people die. Kit Green talks about that as well, right? All this is the same shit. Most people don't even realize it's all, it's the same stuff. So what's going on here? They want to, they don't want to give us disclosure, but they know there's some after effects from said stuff. So that's another angle we can force disclosure, which we're working on besides the crash retrievals in this. So how, how does, how, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Because now, now I'm thinking, you know, even moment of contact from James Fox, right? 
Marco mm-hmm. Cherise died from contact with one of these beings, allegedly, right? Yeah. And that's a story that not many people know of. So how many other? Because you say, I, you know, you're saying, or you're, you're talking about it. You're not the first person either to talk about mm-hmm. death from these encounters. How many don't we know about? How many, tell you, how many more Marcos? I can tell you, that, here's a little secret. I, uh, Burroughs, John Burroughs, and this is all I give you, is, is not the only veteran that receives benefits because of an exposure like that. Right. No. Yep. Yep. And there's, and it's not just one. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, so it's like, it's approaching these angles, different people and trying to force their hand, any of these, which ways, right? That's what it is. But it's also, I have a hard time listening to anyone that's shitty. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. Why? You can disagree. And, and still go about your day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we, yeah. And you can, like you can have a conversation with someone you don't agree with. It's, it's of fine. Course. I do it all the fucking time. All the time. I do a green street all the time. McWest all the time. Yeah. I, I know. I, do too. I don't I met, agree. I, with I, I saw both of them at alien con. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, people are so mad. Green street was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was, was alien cool. con, by the way, cool, man. Yeah. How was the alien con? It was cool. Actually, it was here's why it was cool because we ended up ended up like uh, the handlers there, like the executives at History Channel or that we were dealing with, and then at um A and E, awesome people, and there's huge supporters of Wounded Warrior Project. Travis Taylor and them do a run. I mean, that's amazing shit. I was just talking to him. I was like, you know what? That stuff makes me feel better. Makes me feel less like I got to do so much. Right. You know, so yeah. it's cool stuff. It was a great time because I got to meet Toby for the first time there. And then we went to Roswell. I spent like three weeks traveling and researching, oh, yeah. going to the museum, all that kind of stuff. Right. And yeah. yeah, so it was super fun time. But most people don't realize that I got to have my hip replaced, my left one. I've been putting it off. Wow. Carrying all my equipment, man. I, I just down yeah, for the count easy, like an old God. dude. How old are you? If you don't mind I'm only, I'm what, 44 now. I, it's just from a military, my job, repetitive doing something to my hip until finally I, I, and I, because I used to be an addict, I don't want to get it done because I don't want shit in my body. Yeah. That's how we are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. like going to the doctor to be honest. Yeah. I, Cause I think they're going to tell me something I don't want to hear, which is scary when you really get down to it. That's but. why I always stay away from the doctor for that exact reason. I'm like, Nope, Nope. Out of sight, out of mind, but you got to be responsible at the end of the day. For I want to say, um, Hello to Hey Ocean. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen you. Hi guys, hey, um, everybody. Hell yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to bring something up. You're a veteran of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. You served from you served for, from 01 to 2010. Yeah. Why is it that the Air Force is so quiet when it comes to UAP the UAP situation in general? Um, when yeah. they're supposed to be the ones protecting our skies and keeping them clear. It seems that the Navy's taking the front, the the the, the center foot on it, center stage on it, um, but the the Air Force is nowhere to be found. Um, as a person who comes from that that area, can you maybe give a little insight as to why they might be so quiet? Absolutely. So Great check this out. Um, back when the crash retrievals happened, um, there's a CIC number, which is the whole intelligence thing back in the Army, Air Corps, whatever you want to call it, which turned Air Force which the Air Force is the ones that would have the crash retrievals, also the ones that are supposed to be protecting our sky. So back in the day, the Navy tried their own UFO investigated thing 
Air Force put a squash on it for a reason. They have craft. They don't need anybody investigating that shit, right? Because they need to back reverse engineer it. They can use it to hide their programs. Like, oh, was that the spy plane or a UFO? Oh, it was a UFO, like Dodie used to do, right? That right. this info. Yes. And the technology. So they were fighting the Navy. That's why the Navy was kind of all on board and they're still fighting because they have crash retrievals. They've put them in a civilian sector, not just one place, multiple places to, to learn from whatever programs, these, these things you get from them. Right. And they don't need anybody else gaining from that, learning from that, knowing that some of it's look, I don't know if they're hundred percent real, but there's a version of the Collins elite going on a group of people who think by choice, we do not need to know some of this information because of whatever, we're not smart enough. We'll mess it up. All kinds of different things. I, I'm not going to go as far as saying some big religious zeal. I'm saying there's a group of people who have taken it upon themselves to make choices for this democracy, which is not how things work, which is illegal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's is another illegal. reason. So they've got all these reasons to fight and keep fighting. And some of it, you got to understand, I'm also a patriot, obviously. I get there's some shit you don't want out there. Because, again, what we have done, because we're a democracy, is when we got these crash retrievals, we compartmentalized said crash retrievals here, there. Oh, I've, so yeah. many people, only so many people touched them. And, right. and what is it? Travis Taylor talks about at AlienCon. He said, what if during the crash, there was one person put in charge of the program? He dies a second. And that's kind of how it would work right with these programs so this shit's continuously going i lost my train of thought on that sorry about that too much coffee compartmentalization compartmentalization. other countries russia china they don't they'll just kill you you talk i'll kill you so put all the scientists (laughs) on it right so they put all their scientists you talk i'll kill you what's america do one scientist two scientists don't talk about it show anybody nothing's done nothing's figured out so now you got to worry Anything you put out, they can pick up and you're already behind. Yeah. So I get all of this stuff, but there's a damn re- there's a damn way information can be given to us so that we know. Cause one of my things is I, I got selfish reasons. And here's I want to know what the hell I've been experiencing, what knows going on, what almost drove me to suicide. I want to know for a reason. Like if they take it seriously, doctors will. And that's the big yeah. point, right? Because this field is full of sick people as well. Yeah, but yeah. you can't parse the real people from the sick because no one takes it seriously. Everyone's classed in the other one. So that's huge for me. And that's why I do all this shit. You have a right to feel that way, especially after what you've experienced. And you and I, I won't, I won't go into detail, but you and I have a couple things in common personally that we spoke about uh, before the show, but my mic wasn't working, obviously. So I, I feel for you. Um, you know, And then think about all the people that have suffered as a result of the the truth embargo as our friend steve bassett likes to call it where people people lost their jobs their credibility they were made fun of as if you know it was like high school type stuff you know you, you got people that have had to move away they, they their careers are gone like the 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 embargo on the truth of this matter needs to end especially for those types of people where it's like they, they had their livelihoods like taken from them for telling the truth. Like that really gets to me. I get like, I get hot over that. Yeah. It, it, it like, it really, it pisses me off to put it bluntly. It, it does. I can really. tell you that you're right. If the, if anybody has a question of whether your government will conspiracy, some of this stuff gaslight you, 
ask a veteran. They do it to us Absolutely. all the time. I'm telling you right now, man, they do it all the time to, to us. They're going to obviously do it to an unaware country. If they can do it to you, they'll do it to us. If yeah, and it's, the, the, you're the guys defending the entire country, defending them, the yeah. policymakers. And I get willing I, to gaslight. I understand the reason. And I would do nothing to destroy this great republic, right? But right. it's gone overboard. Some of this shouldn't be classified. Yeah. People have died, been killed because of this. No, no shit. People have died and been killed, drove to suicide, all kind of what you talk oh. about, lost jobs hmm. intentionally because they spoke about stuff like this. And that's a problem. Hell yeah, it's a problem. Because, man. because when they those same people find out in the coming years that this was all for not no well not that it wasn't for a reason but that when they were find out they were being gaslit the whole time oh man they are not going to be happy cuz they basically lost their their jobs their their life people you know their families calling them crazy probably yeah. ended up in a couple mental facilities oh god like look at kevin day the guy almost oh. fucking i i bring him up as a prime example of what happened yeah. Like oh, yeah. real consequences. I actually interviewed him for UAP Med. He actually lives not too far from me, but on there, yeah. and you could see just yeah. That's shaking a toll. So taking a toll. Yeah. I don't tell people this much, but he had a seizure when I was interviewing him. That's right. That's right. It was fucking rough. That's I watched him collapse through video. I called his wife. I'm like, you need to get out there now. Yeah, I know. He's a good dude too, man. We so both have prospecting guy. in common. We both love geology and pro gold and platinum. Oh, he, right, yeah, over here, doing, right over here, I got a thousand stuff. pounds of rocks. Yeah, awesome. he loves that shit. <laughs> he's always, did he send you his, um, his, yep. the, yeah. <laughs> love it. I'm sure you know. And, and um, I'm one of those people who's like, oh, hell yeah. We got to go yeah. do this sometime together because up in Washington State, he's in Oregon. I like getting in the mountains. And just going prospect, and I know it sounds wild, but that's another thing that I became super passionate about after my experience, and only after my experience. Yeah, like I said, he's a he's a prime prime example. But um, I can't wait for guys like him to be able to testify in front of Congress and really tell their story. Um, I agree. I'll tell you that that book that's coming out, I'm super psyched about that. People should start looking into. Government programs like MK Ultra and shit like that, and yeah, side man. programs that's very oh, yeah. real. Remote viewing and all mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. Do some research. Oh, yeah. I haven't gone. Astral talks a lot about, I don't know much about that. I haven't done much research about that, but I'd start looking there with all the stuff coming out. Yeah. Hell Astral yeah. is a, a, a wealth of knowledge in that area for sure. He's, he's, he's told me some things that even, even I didn't come across in my own research. So, yeah, definitely shout out to Astral on that one. Stuff. it's I, real that's the other thing too like there's still people stuck in that like mindset where they're still trying to figure out if any of this is actually happening like like in 2018 how many different people like not even like 20 from 2017 to 2018 there were so many people credible individuals journalists what have you that were like we're past the point of trying to figure out if ufos are real or not we're no, now trying right. to figure out what they are who they are, why Matter they're here, fact. and I imagine they already oh someone, somebody, I don't know who, but somebody already knows the answers to like maybe most of those questions. Shout out to my boy Mike from Mind Escape, who my first documentary. <laughs> I'm a producer, videographer, and I'm in it. I actually make the comment. 
I don't have to believe. I know they're here Be for a reason. I don't believe I shit when you see them. And there's there's no question about that. Right. It's just a matter yeah. of we can argue what is here and where it's from all day. Yeah. But to say nothing, there's nothing going on. It's it's conspiratorial and it's silly. It's just silly. It's it's closed minded. And I feel like people who think that way and I, I respect everyone's opinions. You can think whatever you want. You have that right. But after what I've experienced, I, I, I it's sad to me because I you're, you're wasting your time not knowing what is out there around you. Like you have a perception of the world that is incorrect, essentially. Yeah, I know. And I see Toby asked me a question, nachos for tonight. You know me too well, Toby. And that my girl, Emily, my girl, Emily, looking for some research material. So I'll tell you guys that one of the places I would definitely go for sure. Let me find it here to make sure. While you're looking at that, I do want to say, I I don't know why the ads are turned on, but it won't let me turn them off now that we're live. I'm so fucking sorry because I have it on my phone and I just watch it going to ad after ad. And that's not how I like to roll. So again, apologies. I just, I, there's, I can't turn them off until we end the show. So I'm worth the ads. (laughs) (laughs) So check this out, guys. Go to, um, let me make sure it's the right address www.cufos.org and then check that out man loads of books articles yeah time all kinds of great information and i'll also one more say time, i'll actually want to write that down okay see these books right here yeah those are collections of old newsletters oh, standing this whole time oh yeah i always stand Oh, I, I noticed that, but you know what? Sometimes I feel like I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, my hip won't let me Seriously. sit. That's the reason. But those oh, books yeah, are yeah, collections yeah. of old newsletters. Okay. You can find most of those on there. That, these are and like what's, what's the uh, website it's again? cufos.org. Cufos.org. Okay. Let me make sure I spelled it right. And yeah, cufos.org. And then you can check out those books, article, loads of really good info. But like I said, People just grabbed those and they threw them in a bind- or books and they sold them. But those are all out there because they're older. Like John Keel's newsletter, uh, was it the anomaly? And then you got yeah, all, yeah. all all of these are out there too. So that one there is a super good one. And I'll give you one more. People's in it, Millie. Let me see if you find it. It's super good. I'm always, go to. I, I love researching, so I'm a, I have a giant list of resources. I'd go to nufork.org. Ah, yeah, that's where I reported my sighting recently. There you go. Check it out. Go to the database. The UFO reporting center. Some real, you can, and the index is by state and everything. It's great. Yeah, have fun. And most of these books, too. Yeah. UFO Bob has on his Reddit on a link to a lot of these ebooks. Yeah. On yeah, a drive. I have a ton myself. If anybody ever wants to DM me on Twitter, I can yeah. send you it. I'll send you whatever you want. Um. So someone asked a question. Did you ever see anything in the Air Force you couldn't explain? No, that's what's wild. Not that I'm aware of. Now, here's the thing. My great-grandfather was also there, yeah. my great-grandfather was a pilot created in World War II. During each, wow. he had an encounter. He writes about in his memoir book, I got to find it, uh, a disc and a, a Foo Fighter, right? And oh, never thought, funny. I used to think he was full of shit, and I feel bad about that now. <laughs> oh, man. Right? But no, nothing I can remember. All mine started in 2020, and it's just still rolling. So it's odd. I don't talk about it like that. I don't be like, hey, guys, I see aliens and see them all the time. 
because how wild would it to approach someone and tell them not only have you seen one, you'll probably see another one here tomorrow or something. Right. right. Do you think that, what are your thoughts on abductions? Uh, a lot of people tend to, I'm even one of them. I admittedly am one of them who thinks that there's a lot of stretch being done with them. Like there's a lot of people that might be not exactly telling the truth. Again, I, I hate to even say that because the more and more I look into certain things, the more and more I find I might be wrong. Uh, and I think part of it is that I don't want to believe they're real. But what are your thoughts on abductions in general in that that whole side of the phenomenon? Well, my dark, my thoughts are pretty dark on it. So I'll tell you this. Mm. Fort talks about it. Keel talks about it. We're property. Something else has kind of been here, but long before us, we came along. Now, they also talk about hybridization, manipulation, uh, their, pro their own programs from us. And I'll say that there's books like Masquerade of Angels, um, The Abduct Abduction Angels. Enigma. Um, then you've got The Threat. Dr. Jacobs writes multiple. Yep, That's why I that. say, yeah, so many variations of what this is. I, I think they're real. And I don't know. And I'll say that, oh, shout out to Charlie Parrish, who, you know, a director in Hollywood, right? Uh, he actually, I got to see a, a clip of his documentary about abduction. All I can say is this. If that gets released, I, I didn't even know it was a documentary. I, I, I thought it was watch. I was watching The Exorcist. But, it, but it's real. Oh, God. Whoa. And, and I and but he needs the funding for it. I'm not shitting you. Me, Toby, were just like, what? I was like, what? And I'm sitting there watching it and I just getting those vibes. It's dark. And there's a reason it's dark, you know, because. We didn't give them permission to do whatever this is or what's going on. But they the may didn't give us permission. Yeah. And regardless of what we, we can't make them out to be human. They may think like, we don't think there's shit wrong with splicing a freaking grasshopper, you know, things like, you know what I mean? I do. So I do. it's one of these things. What it, I wouldn't consider them friendly until we figure out what's going on, regardless of if they appear to be friendly. Cause Kill even says, when you see them, you're enchanted. Anything and everything you're seeing, interacting with, it's maybe there. There's a reason they're telling you. How many times have people said, I had an experience. They told me this was going to happen on this date and nothing happens. Right. There's reasons yeah. for that. Yeah. Really? Hmm. So many times, experiencers talk about dates. I, I can give you a playlist. Of shit, you can I go know. to it. And that's, that's another, but that's part of my reasoning is a lot of these people come back with these like prophecies and they don't actually come to pass. Many. Yeah. Lots. And you want to, you want to actually, here's a cool uh, playlist or website eyes on cinema on YouTube yep, as a whole about. UFO playlist. And it's literally yes. the stuff we talk about, but usually it's interviews with the people firsthand. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff like that in there. Like, uh, so like tomorrow, yeah, for instance, tomorrow I'll yeah. be interviewing Kathleen Martin, who's the, the niece of Betty and Barney Hill. And, yep. you know, I don't know how to tell her that I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to say like, hey, I might not believe them because I do. But I, it's like hard for me to come well, to terms with You got to be honest about it, Ty. You got to be honest about your feelings and, 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 and bring that up in uh, a, a polite manner. And perhaps by doing that, 
she'll navigate you through what she thinks may have you gravitate in the other direction. You know? Yeah, like I said, I want the truth. I want the truth. That's what I want. You know what's even darker that I think's out there? This is just me allegedly. So if (laughs) if yeah, if alien abductions are bad and wrong, imagine if Mill Labs is right. Oh yeah. Did you guys hear what John Alexander said? He had a quote back. I I, I can't remember all of it. It's along the lines that for, they used to put shit in people's heads. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. us, for anyone who doesn't but, know what my labs are, can you maybe go explain what that is? I don't. I, oh, you're gonna catch me. I, I don't know much, much because I'm just learning that. Oh, this this is stuff that now I'm knowing to dig into, kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, if somebody else wants to read what it is, I kind of got the just over. Basically, it's our military. Abducted yes. people and then putting a UFO experience in their head for psyop type exactly. reasons. Yes. But again, MK right. Ultra happened. And again, there's a book coming out that talks about. So this book that's coming out about Andrew, pay attention to that. Are you talking about the the Stephen Andrews? Yeah, the uh, Andrew, Stephen Andrews. So the, the one that's Simon, Simon and Schuster won the rights Simon to, right? About, yep. about okay. the, uh, the, vet, the 36 year, the veteran. That's going yeah, through all this shit. The, the advanced and all shared that. that the other day on Twitter, I believe. I Pay think attention. I, think I retweeted it. Yeah. Coulter um, was talking about yeah. it in the latest episode as well. No, so for said, anyone who doesn't yeah. know, it's um <clears throat> this gentleman whose name is is not Stephen uh, Andrew Stevens or Stephen Andrews. I can't remember which one it is. It's a it's obviously a pseudonym, but um this person it started with it started with Havana syndrome. Or something yes. to that degree. Yes. Well, here's where and it starts. Then, here's yeah, where it starts. Then, this is where it gets crazy. As a child, in the in the whole thing dialogue, it talks about as a child, his dad makes a deal with the Air Force, whatever. They put him in a program, and then yes. for that, he'll get a job later on, and in the Air Force, and he does. And he develops some kind of there's some kind of psi abilities involved. Remote viewing and, and Havana, they, the, then he gets targeted. It's wild, right? But it's real. So pay attention because a lot of that you're seeing in that book let me put it to you this way from different angles if you take some of the other things that i'm talking about that are involved if those things are real they could very well be what's going on do you know what i mean like the the child so stuff like that happens and i would def i can't wait for that to come out i seriously i'm really looking forward to it because apparently like his father put this document together imagine you get handed a document from your father or or well your father's dying and then once he dies you get handed this document that basically gives you a past that you don't fucking remember you had you were in the you have an honorable discharge from from the military but you are never in the military to your knowledge that's got to be mind-boggling i'll tell you this what's really crazy is to know that this kind of stuff is so prevalent it's a brand new player and somebody is probably not, they're probably not going to end up coming, ever coming around, anything like that. Because why would you? This, this shit's crazy. Everyone saw what the hell happened to freaking anyone that comes forward and talks about this shit, right? So telling the story in there and a way, get, giving us the information anyway, period. I'm grateful as frick because, again, there's a reason this book's coming out. And it sounds wild, but shit, 2020, if you had told me before any of the stuff I know now to be kind of true. I would have said this is there's no there's no way. And that's so and that's like, you know, I I wanna because I was watching um an interview with Ross Coltart and he brought something up that I, I kind of want to just open up to everybody. Uh 
you know, the, the interest from UFOs to nuclear weapons to, to water, um, could it be that these things are future humans coming back to try to give us a message? Look at where we are right now. Hell yeah, it could be. Look where we're headed. It's possible. Right? The clock is the closest it's been to midnight in human history. Yeah. Aside from maybe the Cold War. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's like right in that territory. It's scary. Um, what, what if they're here to witness an event or to try to stop an event? And no, you're right. Doctor. Imagine being the government. If you have knowledge of that, maybe they are keeping it fucking secret for a reason because anything they do could alter that time stream. Not in uh, a good way. <laughs> Dr. Michael Masters talks about that. Another guy, great yeah, guy yeah. I met. Yeah, super, he's cool. Super cool too. So oh, yeah. he talks about That's this very real dark. possibility. Time, look, <laughs> just because our science says one thing doesn't mean we, somebody, look, we're only this far in science. If you don't believe that, you're wrong. My point is this. There's stuff we, we're not doing the science to learn the new stuff that's going on or to see what's going on around us. And only when we develop the, the tools for the woo, it's not really woo. It's, it's there, but we're, we don't understand it, but no one's taking it seriously, right? You got super Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks it's all a joke. And Fort it. talks about that. He actually specifically yeah. targets academia for their bullshit papers, and they think and they have the end-all, be-all because of it. No, they don't go outside of that box because they're scared. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Too. Also, just while I'm thinking of it, uh, since we brought up my labs, it just popped into my head. I didn't know a whole lot about them, but probably the best source on that is probably some of the the books that Nick Redfern has done. There you go. Um, that he's probably the Nick Nick Redfern. I listen. I know he's been on Ancient Aliens and whatnot, and sometimes that show gets a bad rap because of recent seasons. Whatever. Nick Redfern's books are fantastic. I'm sorry. Like you know, think what you want of the show, and he's been on it. Whatever. Like his books. That guy. He researches his ass off, man. Honestly, he um, does. And to what you were just talking about, like th this is, it, people are going to have to start coming to grips with the fact that some of the truth involved with this entire phenomenon may not be what we want to hear, and that's probably a good reason why they chose to keep some of it secret because it's out of our control, and it may feel to some people like we're you know guinea pigs honestly you know it's and it's frightening because we we can't control it and and the and the military doesn't like to admit to anything that they can't you're right that's a big big thing too i forgot to mention that and thank you smart play there so check this out we're paying taxes to a government how would it sound for them like nope we have no clue what it is where it's from and we can't yeah. stop it so they're not right. going to. Thank you for pointing that out because I completely yeah. People about would that. stop paying taxes. That's yeah. Cool. No shit. So <laughs> can you blame them? <laughs> yeah. No, God. Hey, one one second here. Shout out to Tara, my wife. Can you bring me some more coffee? Ha uh ha. -huh. <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> uh, Tara, awesome. Happy to have you here. Pot of joke. I'm actually. I'm actually happy. <laughs> real. Usually Sunday, you know, Sundays we don't go live. So having a couple like people a in the day. chat's nice. Yeah. And it's like all you. It's all. I thought it was going to be a ghost town. Nah, man, it's not. This is too interesting. This is too, you know. Yeah, if you guys, and I I forget stuff a lot of times. So if you ever have any questions, ask away. Sometimes I may tell you some shit that I mean, not supposed to be telling you, and I get in trouble after. I don't know. <laughs> That's what usually happens. You don't want to get you in trouble, but you, you know what's know, happens happens. usually? It's usually something like I'm doing my thing, running my mouth, just talking about stuff. And then later I get to shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You can't do that. Oh, okay, cool. 
All right. What, so what is your wow. personal like what what's your personal favorite UFO case? I, I mean, I, I don't know if you're biased towards Rod, Roswell just because. Oh, I but, like Roswell. No, space pancakes. Um, can you elaborate? So there's I don't a case. I've heard this one. Oh, I'm going to forget the name oh, of it. Oh, yeah. is this, is this um, uh, I, I, Wisconsin, I, I think, I maybe? It was a, I think it was yeah, so this is all that. This is because it reminds us how wild and wacky and weird this stuff can be. So when an air, airship comes out of nowhere before airships exist, in your perspective to a farmer, lands. And something comes, somebody comes out, looks just, you know, human, but motions like they need water. You go and get them water and they take you inside and they're cooking what looks to be pancakes. And you ask for you kind of motion. They give them to you that you kind of look around, you leave and you eat one and it shouldn't taste like a shitty pancake. And the government takes it and analyzes it. And it's just a shitty pancake with no salt. Why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I read about it in, in, in one of Valet's books. That's where I first saw it. And I'm like, dude, what is this? <laughs> and here's the craziest part. This is why I always say control system manipulation because some of this stuff. Now, are we seeing things and then getting the ideas for said things because we're seeing it? And that's the point, like airships later, mm -hmm. right? Um, or we see a craft that flies. So we do. We, we don't necessarily need the technology to see that it can do something. So we try to figure out that to ways to do it now is that a manipulation are they crashing on purpose i i think no we've done some but i think the manipulations in play with a lot of like a lot of that different stuff some of those cases get so different and wild like um they talk about this what was it on there's a netflix document hanger one but if you read pasoka's book yeah. she talks about the healing of the dog right almost yeah, like yeah, angelic yeah. you've got Sydney van who says the shit's the devil and i believe him you got um Chris Bledsoe, that is godlike. I believe him. And then it's you have the perception. What's that? Yeah, his whole perception. Literally, the 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 lady in white. Um, he's got a date. Literally, it, it's almost like it's approaching him from the perspective of the Bible. I believe I met the man. He's a, one of the nicest men. I believe everything he has to say about it too, because again, it's so different. But Simney Van's been haunted by it so much. He's again one of the people group of one hundred, and I think. Bledsoe is as well. Um, Sydney Van hates it so much that he even said on, on cab, he's not religious, but he has crucifixes and everything from every religion around his bed. Right. And then wow, people have taken yeah. their own lives in this group because of said subject. Oh, it's crazy. And then you got me who's in between, who's out here filming them and joking around and seeing them all the time. I'm not saying, I mean, it was shitty going through it, but I'm also in a better place. So I'm like, I don't know what. Maybe it's right. just perception, like Ty said. That's like low key, like a really, really powerful comment you just made, Ty. Because like, what if it's just it's just all one thing, but it's just it just depends on how the person decides to perceive it. it like you know, think about Virginia, the girls, the young girls were they thought they saw a demon at first, Damn. you know, they and did. then the, the brimstone, right? It's like they did see a demon. Oh, I thought, and then the person over here says, "I saw an alien." Yeah, you both saw the same thing, and you're both right. It's like it's that type of weird dichotomy, right? Right. Yeah, hundred percent. It is, and and it's hard for me with knowing the things that I know now, synchronicity and all that to see it. It's something I don't understand to the point that, like, my first documentary I talked about earlier, the Yakima Valley stuff. I've talked about one of the reasons I learned it's a hot spot. I end up in UAP Med 
where Ron, who's an, a professor of sociology, Ron Watson, I'm going to mess the last name up. Anyway, you can go on UPMed and look it up. He starts talking about lights, orbs in Yakima Valley. And I read a book that he mentioned, which is by a guy who was from this area. Well, then I ended up in the documentary. And right before me in the documentary, there's a guy named Dr. Greg. And he's literally talking about the lights in Yakima Valley. None of us had even pieced it together. And I'm from Yakima with my videos of the lights in Yakima Valley. And that happened without anyone even. And that's how I learned and kept digging about it. And it made zero sense. Yeah. I mean, because you said you said earlier that you think that that they possibly have been here for much longer than us. Um, Oh, yeah. Do you think that 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 they. I don't want to say, do you believe in like the ancient alien theory, but do you give any credence to the fact that maybe, <coughs> maybe, just maybe, these things have been not just visiting since 1947, 1945, but for much longer than even recorded history has has to offer? Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you that. And look, it's probably not just one. So lots of people think it's multiple and not all shit. There could be a shadow war. There's hypothesis about whatever's going on here. You know what my point being is whatever's been here. It's, it's always been here. Lots of it has. Right. So here's an example. And I'm not saying ancient aliens is all right. What I am saying is, well, that, that control system shits in play. So you've got take the Holloman incident. I don't know ah, if anybody knows what they yes. look, what they look like when they came out. Native Americans, yeah. right? Syrian with with headdresses, Egyptian looking. Yeah. Syrian looking with Egyptian looking headdresses. Right. Yeah. And so you start taking that into play. Now, here's the cool part. If you look at a lot, there's one of the other articles we're working on too. Lonnie Zamora incident, the symbols. So a lot of these symbols, you can, there's all kinds of cases with these symbols and they look Mm -hmm. similar to what? A lot of times hieroglyphs in some or way. Greek even. I've yeah, heard. or Greek. Yeah, actually, that's another one. But I'm just saying they're not teaching these things to us per se, but maybe cargo cult, uh, you know what a cargo cult is? We're picking yes, shit up. Yep. And that's what's going on because some of this makes like the headdresses, the Holloman, which people that want to say it's not, it's not real. Here's the thing for you. When they went to do the documentary, it was originally released in, I think it was, uh, what the heck's UFO? Oh, I can't remember the name of it right UFO now. But past, present, and future. Thank you. So yes. they originally had the permission to do all of the film, all of that, what happened. Yep. Well, then they took it back. But the thing is, they didn't tuck all of it back. That video yep. is an, of an actual craft. It look, looks like shit, but it's real. It's of an actual craft. And it blew everybody's mind to why. And they said they answered because there's no NHI or in it. You can't tell what it is. doesn't matter. It's still... It happened. Hell, you have um, what's the astronauts? Um, think of his name in a second. He was literally, Edgar? yeah, not Edgar. Um, country guy, country. Oh, oh, oh! It's like on the tip uh, of my tongue. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it'll come to me in a second. He talks yeah. about he was there. They filmed some shit. The, a landing. They came in. Blah blah blah. Never got the film back. People get this happens yep. all the time. Actually, here's something I'll point out. I'm not gonna tell you specifics, but the government will take your shit, your evidence, yes. Yes. and will not give it back. 
And then guess what happens? Here's what I never understood. The hearings, ain't nobody ever asked, what happened to all the, the Project Blue Book, Grudge, right. Condon? What happened to all the files? Because you don't burn shit that's not real. Right. Also, Gordon <laughs> Cooper? Was it Gordon Cooper? There you go. Thank you. Cooper. Yeah. Gordon Cooper. Gotcha. And Cooper so actually later so in right. he talks and, about this subject a lot. With the with the with the uh what was it? the the U the Navy, the the Air Force, all of them. They'll always say, uh, you know, we, we destroyed all those files. It's it, if you, there's a bigger crock of bullshit that I don't know what it is. Because I'm telling you that if if these things are real, there's no way in hell. They got rid of any of these documents. They're exactly. tucked away somewhere very safely. Not the Very safely. I agree. I can right. start connecting dots. Look, here's another thing. Eric Davis mentioned. See, the Wilson memo, my, another, I'll say another educated opinion. It's legit, right? He was Most pissed. People, he yeah. He, he should have known about these programs we were already talking about earlier. So, right? Most people should know this. Eric Davis does his best to walk up to that NDA's line and talk about stuff. Same with all some of these people without breaking any laws, kind of pointing shit out here and there. And uh, imagine if there's other people that were like that, but were mocked and killed or scared or, you know, into not talking, which there is, you know, things like that. And that's what's super important. Um, Greek philosophers got their knowledge from Egyptian mystery schools, things like that. Gnosticism, all of these different things. I think they're all religions. I think it's all part of the same thing. Yeah, well, I think every religion's like got a piece of like the puzzle. Like there's, it's all divided up, and that almost seems like by design. DeLong's kind of mentioned stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and the commonalities between them are remarkable, right? How how does why how do civilizations? Now, I I don't like the whole. Well, it's coincidence. They all talk about a flood and someone who many. comes after the flood to yes. teach. All very remarkably similar. Very, very like, like to the fucking detail. Yes. And it's, it's like, don't tell me that they all built the same style of pyramids as well. Randall Carlson talks yeah. about <laughs> the younger driest event. Yes. That's another one. Which oh is pretty, pretty, it seems like that's becoming a little, like a lot more accepted in mainstream science. Now, the evidence seems to be significant enough to say that that happened. Well, that's me, one I don't think they want to talk about because it doesn't even matter how advanced you are, it could all end in a fucking second. Let me ask you this a thought experiment. What if one of the things we interact with, it's not NHI as we know it, it's always been here, out of sight, on mind. Let's say, for example, can only be seen by specific whatever or because it's some form of energy, plasma, energy. And uh, Kiel talks about it in the, the Eighth Tower, you know, on superhumans super stuff like that. that. So hold on a second there. One sec. Yep, take your time. Sorry, my dog was going crazy on himself and it sounded <laughs> disgusting. So, <laughs> I was like, damn, it sounded like he's having dinner over there. <laughs> so, and I, I couldn't concentrate while my dog was doing that. I apologize. Oh, it's hard to talk to UFOs when your dog's leaking his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like he was having dinner. 
God. Yeah, sorry, I know that guys. all too well, though. It's, he's so nasty. No, we love, dude. I love when stuff like that happens in the middle of our podcast because it's like genuine laughter. Look how red my face is. Yeah, yeah. is the way you said it. Like that little turd. He's got to have a blank. He has a blankie. He can't sleep without a blankie. I'm not even. He's Aww. a Doberman. Oh. Yeah. So look how whatever. much shit I've written. Well, I've written down a full page of notes for me. Nice. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm on I don't, I don't, I, I didn't write this much with anyone. Three. No, yeah, this is the most notes I've ever taken. I'm on page three right now. Page three. And definitely, like I said, definitely be I'll give you guys some, some notes privately sometimes, you know? Yeah. Not even, a, not even a problem. I just don't want my name with some of the stuff. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, and but, we but always it, respect that. That's another, then that's another thing. Do you, do you, with, with the recent videos, I'm, I'm sure you've seen these recent videos that came out. Um, Astral brought up a good question. Uh, would you would you rather these people get the videos vetted first or send them out to the public to be vetted? Who's going to vet them? The thing is this. Ain't nobody going to say, oh, I believe now because of any videos, because they can be altered, this, that. You could say whoever you want. The government's going to be the ones that's going to have to, in some form, the president maybe not. So, for example, when not this hearing, which we've been talking about, most people are focused on this hearing. There's another one after Congress, uh, Burchett, lie, right? that hearing. They don't give a shit about what the DOD thing. You Obviously, you know this, right? Uh, yeah. Burchett talks about there are crash retrievals for a reason. He probably knows way more than what I know, right? So I forgot where I was going with that. I'm a little hopped up on coffee. We, um, we were <laughs> also doing a thought experiment, too. Oh, yeah. So these things, plasma energy, and there you go. If these things are here, for example, take the movie. Nope. Sounds wild. Actually, I found a a little clip somewhere too of a guy who developed a camera like that. They could see said things, right? Whatever. Now shadow biosphere, you can call it all kinds of different things, but if there's something here with plasma in the book, he actually talks about if it's interacting or changing into nuts and bolts and all the, it would, because it's electromagnetic spectrum, the super spectrum, call it what you will. And let's call the universe some super hive mind that's connected to this, right? Okay. Just for this thought experiment. And anytime we're interacting with any of these things, it's all in our brain, which is connected through said elect, you know, and it's so we're seeing what they want us to see at these different times. And it doesn't mean nuts and bolts can't happen because, again, when you're able to work on that low uh, on that, I guess you might up basically quantum realm kind of right. right you're right. you're create you're not creating matter. You're you're simply just manipulating the matter and shit that's there. So why couldn't someone that's so far advanced do some stuff like that? They can. I mean, if it's interdimensional and that's where they're coming from, hell, if it's a dimension up, they're not a god, but they can see everything at all times, all at once. It, your insides, you're out. I mean, because. That's and that's when it gets into stuff I don't start understanding. You know, test this is my yeah. wheelhouse. What you're talking about because there's it's been theorized that perhaps all of reality, on some level, is consciousness, like everything, right? So I agree if, with if, that. If that's the case, if there's an intelligence that is able to manipulate whatever consciousness is, whether it be an energy or like I I, I usually call it like a field that our brains are kind of radio receivers for you can hack that particular transmission, so to speak. And 
if consciousness is the underlying everything, nuts and bolts and quote unquote ethereal, they're the same thing yeah. at the end of the day. So it's like if you have a screw and then you have uh, a glowing orb of energy, but everything's consciousness, like there is no nuts and bolts. There is no ethereal. It's just all consciousness. And that's when things, as weird as they are, begin to make a certain level of sense, actually. This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy. Use our code and sign up for TubeBuddy to start utilizing their amazing tools. Let TubeBuddy do the work for you. That's www.tubebuddy.com slash P-O-P-POP That's tubebuddy.com slash P-O-P-POP Guys, TubeBuddy, I've been using it for some time. It helps you with analytics, video ideas, title suggestions, tag results, and it helps you get your videos, your podcasts, and your content out to a wider or broader, more selective audience. It's kind of what I use to make sure that I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's when it comes to video production. Guys, I can't say it enough. Sign up for TubeBuddy. It's a no-brainer at such a low cost per month. Less than a cup of coffee each month. You can be getting help with the SEO and analytical side of your content. All right, guys, get to buddy now. It's I just agree. wild. It it's is. Cre- it's it's just it's it's above what we were taught in school. Like they didn't we didn't talk about this. The closest thing was energy can't be created or destroyed; it can only be altered. And when I heard that, I was like. Oh, well, that makes sense because if we have souls and then we die, our souls don't die. I'm like, boom. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Boom. Check that off the list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also Shane. think trauma has something to do with a lot of this because it's yeah. either a beacon, lighthouses in the dark, right? You know, and I think Cahill even talks about because mm-hmm. it could be, and I'm not saying you're spe- – what I'm saying is either something can affect your brain in a way that activates or deactivates something that allows you to see. And maybe it's trauma, drugs, who knows? I brain damaged myself in so many ways. I don't know. <laughs> well, think about, I mean, think about when you're at your highest, like, like for instance, when my mom passed away, I was at a heightened state of something and I felt her leave the room, right? I've talked about this before. Um, yep. Yep. It seems like when you're in these heightened states of consciousness, you're a little, like, it's like the, the veil kind of gets thinner. Um so is that the vibration of your, you know, your own frequency changing? And then you're able to see things you might not be when you're in a sober mindset. I don't know. But to break, to, to kind of jump that, do you think there's any connection between um, things, you know, like, like, like mushrooms and DMT um, and, and getting into these kind of settings and environments? Absolutely. I'll tell you this too. The mushrooms, psychedelics help Psychedelic pull me out of some thing. funk. Right. And I'm, I'm actually applied for some programs to go to South America to do DMT for mm-hmm. veterans wow. for PTSD, cool. actually. Cool. But I'll say that my friend, my, one of my best friends, Mike, who we did the podcast, it's actually about both. You guys should check it out. It's literally about DMT and UAP experiences. 
and consciousness, oh, right? And that's, that's it. It's, it Here bounces back and forth between both like, the experiences and you start seeing commonalities and things. And that's where I, I kind of talk about my stuff in there. But I, I think it's all one and the same. That's why you can astral travel. You can remote view. Yeah. There's this uh, super spectrum. Yes. That's how you do it somehow. That's just me thought experiment, right? You know, something we're missing. That's how you do it. You're able to do these things and travel just because we have science that says this. Uh, yeah, it does. But obviously something else has some other science that we decided we're just going to say this is it because obviously it's not. Yeah, it's not magic. So. Real quick, that sh that that show you said your friend. What? Where can we find this at? Oh, Mind Escape on YouTube. Mind Escape. Um, yeah. yeah, Mind Escape and his Patreon. If you sign up his Patreon, seven ninety nine, you get the movie. And I, I'm in it for the first time, and some of my videos and stuff like that's my first one, but it's cool, and it's some good stuff. So, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, and like I said, I'm a proponent. I live near shit. I live. I go to Portland because. I know actually I know that one of the doctors up there has got this his second one they got a license for a clinic for psychedelics for veterans. He's gonna to try to get veterans that wants oh, me to fantastic. come through, make sure it's okay for veterans and stuff. Because again, microdosing and macrodosing, being able to um pull yourself away from yourself, which is I'm forgetting the word for it right now, just kind of stepping out of your own body almost, right? Is very important when you got trauma and things like but specifically here, I'm not saying do it on your own people. I'm saying I wish I could go to a doctor, but now I'm going to start being able to. It just you couldn't. So I was doing that, learning this shit on my own. So I'm, you know, I think it's all intertwined. I started seeing my UAPs way before my psychedelics. But then when I started doing because I started reading after that, and that's when I started doing them. Then I started seeing like my world. I started seeing them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't even really I don't every now and I go, I'll go macro dose microdose but not you right, know not right. much anymore because it, it but it's good for people who need it in their head i still go yeah. up there every now and again just to get away and macrodose and come home refreshed there's even there's I've even clinical it. clinical um research going on with ketamine which i find to be crazy but because i've done ketamine recreationally i know people on that yeah, yeah ketamine fucks you up like i yeah, couldn't even does. walk down the stairs because Table. all my perception was just gone so perception of depth was all of it was gone. So I I, I bet a microdose would be awesome because mm -hmm. it you know what I mean yeah and K holes are definitely real. <laughs> yeah, they are. Me, yeah. me I see a kid try to rip this. off the banister of a of a you, well no what's the the thing around the door? Like the frame. The frame of the door. He tried oh, to rip really? that apart in a K hole, but if you spoon feed them sugar, it cancels it out. So uh, oh. if you ever. Yeah, if you ever go into a K-hole, just eat some sugar. I'm going to not do that. <laughs> I'll tell you that Christian has a point on the first question. And I'll say also his A-tip, you, you also have Havana Syndrome and Slide 9 A-tip where it talks about influencing decision makers. That book that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people think Havana Syndrome is a, 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 an absolute joke. Um, are you under no. the assumption that it's absolutely a thing? Uh, I'll tell you that. Some may be third. I mean, we have the capability to do some of this, but here's what's really wild. So another After Effects thing. We interviewed uh, Travis Winterton from Skinwalker Ranch and Dr. Taylor at Thomas Alien Con. Winterton? Yeah. 
Did okay. I say what I say? Travis you said tra- you combine them. So Travis. <laughs> Thomas yeah, yeah, yeah. and Dr. Taylor. <laughs> I, gotcha. I, I do that sometimes. That's all right, brother. Sometimes I don't get a grip on it. But anyway, <laughs> um, we interviewed him and he talks. I specifically asked him about that head incident, right? And he yeah. even quoted saying, yeah, the government took notice. They did an investigation. An agency did. That's all he could say. So Dr. Uh, Dr. Gary Nolan you, we all know he talks about after effects and we all, he talked about it on the panel slightly, things like that. And he mentioned it the other day. Um, so again, UAP med, we're literally doing outreach to doctors, mental health professionals, just because there's nobody there to tell them, Hey, this stuff's real. You don't got to take our word for it. Here's some scientists and other professionals that will tell you it is because how wild is it to, to be well enough? Like for me, for a long time, I was still going through my experience, but I had to pretend it wasn't happening. Never talk about it anywhere because of, uh, again, I was, people would know if you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it. And people just thought I was crazy. Everyone around me, but I was not crazy. So I just stopped talking about it. (laughs) So no one should have to deal with that shit. I couldn't even go to a doctor, even though I wanted to talk about it. That's that's Again, that's not cool. I'm trying to like wrap my head around that. Do you do you think that, for example, because you mentioned it earlier in a really nice light, do you think that maybe like UFO Twitter, that type of community is good for maybe someone like you that's out there, say, watching our show? They've got nobody to talk to. Do you think it would be good for them to maybe like reach out to someone like me or yourself, Ty, and, and kind of get some things off their chest? Do you think that would, would put them in a better place to be able to reach out? So look. Yes and no. So here's what's important. You've got, like everything, you've got to take yourself out of situations that are not okay for you mentally. And sometimes that can be bad in there. But I also say some of the most beautiful people, Emily, all these people I met from spaces. I used to hold spaces because there's no place for experiencers to tell their stories and just get that cathartic release. Yeah. We just listen. We don't tell them anything other than that. And that's where I kind of started doing this because there's no place for me. And so then I was in um chupacabra spaces and then he let me mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. made me feel included and then i, I start doing my own and all these different things right so yes it's a good place in that aspect because there are good people there but again it can get bad like it's been lately for a while these yeah, wars and weird. i just That's can't i'm not gonna say shit about bullshit. that other than no, we stay out of that yeah I, I pull myself away from that because in my head it takes me back to where i was all right and i'm also someone who used to be a piece of shit so I, I don't ever point fingers at anyone, no matter how big a piece of shit. I can tell them I don't like it and just walk away. Right. right. That's way Everybody makes mistakes, right? Like there's back yeah. and forth that goes on. But, you know, at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. And I'll tell you that that being said, I used to joke that I tell you that it's a great place to go to get information. But I sure as hell wouldn't take my family there, right. you know, <laughs> because right. it can get crazy at so, times. So that's yeah. it's a dual thing. But again. There's a reason I don't do as much on, I, I limit myself to particular spaces for a reason. I'm not dogging the way anyone runs them. The reason I do my spaces the way I do them, particular roles, I'm a stickler. I make them interview and stickler. I want people to learn, listen, no, no messing around, no toxic shit. That kind of stuff is because a lot of people are there to tell their story or listen or learn. And then when we start getting into that other behavior, it turns people off from the subject. 
you know, that we need for disclosure. So when you're up there talking about trans people or doing bad things, they think that's all of us. You're crazy UFO people. And that's not. So I make, I make it a point just like Dr. Nolan talks about to say, Hey, you know what? When I talk to people, I give them the right information to say things the right way. I, I try to represent a particular, just the way I normally am good vibe person, try to carry that over. I can disagree with you. And just walk away. Even if you're, you say some really, it takes a lot to make me because I get it. I understand people can have bad days, say things they don't mean. So I, I don't pile on with people either. And I, like I said, all these people, Logan, all Emily, they were literally every day screen. I'd wake up, hang out with them all day long in spaces. I had no, no one else to talk about this shit with. This was at the start. So these are all great. These is my family. So well, that's nice. Man. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that i can speak for ty and astral and everybody else that we're really good friends with on, on ufo twitter that we kind of think like you do here you know uh we don't want toxicity that's not i mean come on we're all adults right like we don't we want to just know what's going on we want to learn about the universe we want to know our place in the universe we want to know what happens when we leave this life because we all have to experience that at some point like we're just we're, this is one big classroom essentially yeah. and it is and I, and I i do it this way too so i can immediately shut off half the people that want to learn listen and make them go the other direction by taking a stance either which way yeah. my rooms where i talk no politics there's a reason none of these discussions because I, you can have personal asides and things you the problem is when you mix them people get like they get in politics these days right and mm -hmm. so i try to give people their space on it and understand while at the same time keeping my message on point because I don't got shit else to do, but research this topic. And if I think there's bad shit in the topic, like there's speakers and there's stuff that information, what am I going to do about it? I can bitch about it or I can do what you guys do, make content and put my message out there right. as positive as I possibly can. Because again, I want I don't want people immediately thinking, Oh, it's this or this, because that's not what it's about. This is way bigger than, America, politics, vaccines, so much bigger, right? Yeah, this is literally like is. meeting God, in my opinion, which blows my mind. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Like, did you see what the, well the Space Force general said the other day? I did. Everyone's I been that. talking about it. You know, he yeah, was talking about how this is not a, a, a thing that resides inside the border of the United States. This is a global situation that we're dealing with here. Strong. Let me, let me ask you this. That being said, that's another worry. You were talked about the Air Force, why the government wouldn't want this out. Well, when America's the most powerful nation in the world, military does all these reasons, right? Right. And if it's no longer a America take care of this thing, it's now a, a world thing that starts pulling the world government. Like that starts making it. They're not the authority. They're not the ones in charge. Right. Takes it out of their hands. Also gives them, you know, they may learn more about this than us and then have this kind of equipment. They got to, it's always going to be about, I'm a patriot, America, keeping this experiment going. So the first thing's that at the top. So you got to remember that. But there are people, we have allies that are within the government for a fact that are working. So you got two sides, whatever you want to call them, Collins Elite. And then you got Lou, Jay, and that group, right? There's other people. Right. They want this right. out. And they're trying. And the problem is we got so toxic, made people think second guess that shit. So I'm trying to be the opposite of that. Do you think Same that here. if 
Hillary Clinton became president, that we would have already been further down the road. You know, with with all that we learned from the the Russian uh, DNC hacks and everything. I think that everyone thinks they're going to be the one until they see the implications and they're sat down and explained. Shit, uh, John must ask John. Just put John Lucas just posted the other day talking about where uh, Simi Van says that when he was explaining the phenomenon and shown pictures, he was pretty upset for days. Right, some stuff yes. like that along those yeah. lines. I've heard that so, type of comment many times. So. That's a pretty I mean, fucking wild thing to think about. There was other guy. I don't know if it's the same guy that we're talking about, but the some the one that went through the briefings and he said he cried for weeks. The FBI guy, right? Yeah, he cried for weeks because he has a daughter that has to grow up in this world. Yeah, and yeah, then also I think yeah. it was, was the shit out of me. Was Eisenhower the one of the presidents was upset too afterwards? Uh, Carter. Carter, yeah, it was. Yeah, he, they said that he he cried, and and it's been theorized that. It's because uh, of his religious background. He's a man of faith that it, it he had to confront some things that, that were very personal to him. Makes yeah. you wonder. It does make you wonder. It does. But Shane, listen, we would love to have you back on the show sometime soon. I don't want to keep you too long. No, you're all right, guys. I appreciate it. Having me. Thank you. Oh, one more shout out, guys. I mean, yeah, make yeah. sure I say this. Go ahead. Sure. One of the things I'm starting a project. Uh, it's going to be Old Vets UAP Symposium on um, YouTube. And Mariah and my friend Ryan from UFO Twitter, they're going to be basically running it. It's going to be content, just me talking about this kind of stuff and not live stuff, kind of like this. But we're going to have uh, discussions of cases, all these different things. But the cool part oh, is I'm also cool. looking for, if you're a budding screenwriter, scriptwriter, and you want to take part, reach out. We're going to just do stuff like that to put this message out there and behind reach out. And what we'll do is gotcha, always get man. credit, be a part of it. And we're just trying to basically anything involved in this subject. We want to put it out there non-sensationalized so people watch it and just keep doing the positive shit you guys we're doing. So keep it out there. Yeah, man. Consider us Beautiful. reached out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm we, not even joking. We so reach out and we'll do this. Everyone. We All right. Make, right on. We want to we'll create stay. a big brother and sisterhood. Yeah, stay for a minute after after the outro, and um, let's talk for a minute. Uh, we do want to say thank you to everyone who showed up today and anyone who's going to be watching in the future. Um, I want to go back and say that you know we thank you, um, but again, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, uh, this stuff doesn't pay well. So if you can uh, and you want to help support the show, uh, whether that's from a super chat or doing something like joining our membership, you get early access to uh, interviews that we do. Like for instance, um, I'll be interviewing Kathleen Martin tomorrow. So all the members will be able to watch me record that show, um, including all the fuck ups that I, that I'll most likely have. Uh, Tom won't be there, but cause he's going to be working. But yeah, like I said, you'll get to see that show almost seven, eight days early. So um, that's the stuff we've been doing. And then when we get to a certain number of members, we'll start doing members only content giveaways um, and all that stuff. So like I said, all the descriptions, all the links are in the description below uh, for Shane, for Tom and for our show. Uh, so thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, you know, let, let's, let's keep on this path together and uh, inquire about the anomalous together. Mm -hmm.